Generation Z is America's most ethnically and racially diverse generation. The San Diego Union Tribune podcast, Hello Gen Z, lets you hear directly from them, their hopes, their fears, who they are, and who they aren't. Hello Gen Z just released its final episode this week. And over nine episodes, you learn Gen Z's feelings about politics, climate change, and mental health. But who exactly is part of Gen Z? And why should we care about them? For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Nina Guerin, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Abby Hamblin, you're an editor and producer for the San Diego Union Tribune's opinion team, and you're the co-host of Hello Gen Z, along with Christy Totten. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. So let's begin by identifying Gen Z. Who are they and what makes them unique from other generations? Thanks for that question. I think that a lot of people sort of think as anyone who's young as a millennial, it just kind of it, it, it a lot of a lot of things are similar between millennials and Gen Z, but this is a whole new generation. They are born in 1997 or after, so they're about 23 years old and younger. And um, they have a lot of unique characteristics, even though they have some similarities to millennials. Uh, For example, they're the most racially and ethnically diverse, as you said. Um, They're also on track to be the most educated. So they're enrolling in college at higher rates than previous generations. Um, And then there's some sort of unique characteristics to when they're growing up. So a lot of them are in high school and college right now. And the coronavirus pandemic obviously is not... um, super helpful to them getting their first jobs or, you know, doing summer internships or even finishing their education, although they're doing their best. Uh, We have an episode on that, so you have to check that out. Um, They're also the social media generation, you know, they live their entire lives. um, And and as one member of Gen Z told us, even um, define their political views by what they learn on social media. So um, there's a lot to them. They would tell you that they're not all alike. You know, they don't want to have the sort of like broad painted generation description of them, but they um, have a lot to bring to the table. So we're happy to share what they have to say. So why did you want to do a podcast about them in the first place? So I think we were kind of looking at, um, you know, there's been a lot of conversations of the past year, and especially in recent months, about racial equity and sort of the um, societal shift that's taking place when it comes to those issues. And so, you know, one of the places we turn to to get some opinions and conversation and perspective on that is the youngest generation. And I think another uh, personal motivation is I'm a millennial. And, um, you know, I, I've seen the news coverage of my generation. I think a lot of times there were, um, there's a lot of stories where we're not really asked about what we think we're kind of told or things are said about us that maybe we don't agree with. Um, You know, there's a lot of cliches out there about millennials. So I think with this project, I personally have a strong passion for getting young voices into the news, Um, obviously millennials, but then Generation Z is this whole new uh, group. There's, you know, tens of millions of them out there already. And so I think it was a combination of just wanting to bring something new to that conversation, but also, you know, bring some fresh perspectives to the news media, which is, you know, sometimes, especially with legacy media geared toward older generations. Yeah. Um, So there are a total of nine episodes of Hello Gen Z. The final one came out yesterday. Can you tell us what the different episodes are about? 
Yes. So one of the things that I love so much about this podcast is we kind of went into it um, with what we could find uh, statistically about Generation Z. So what we did know was that, yes, they were the most racially and ethnically diverse generation. We knew some of their political beliefs from surveys and things like that. But what we did is just bring a lot of them in um, and have some conversations with the groups that they're in to find out what they wanted to talk about, what's meaningful to them. You know, we just sort of listened as much as we could to help that define where our episodes and our and our um, script went. So we have definitely some of those introductory episodes where you're going to learn, you know, about their demographics, about, um, you know, their, their beliefs as far as um, politics. But we also have episodes about their efforts to find a sense of belonging in this country. You know, we um, we found that Generation Z is also the most multiracial generation. They're more likely than previous generations to have at least one foreign born parent. So they have a unique perspective that they bring to this country. Uh, and so we just tried to find ways to tell that story. Uh, but certain subjects came up on their own. Every single member of Gen Z, it seems like, wanted to talk about climate change. You know, I'd end a lot of the interviews by saying, what's something that you absolutely want to make sure we talk about? And climate change would come up so quick. Uh, we couldn't not cover the pandemic. And um, that sort of intertwined really well with mental health, which is also a big subject for them. So we have an episode on both of those things. Uh, like I said, politics. Oh, ethnic studies, which I think is a good sort of reflection of who they are with the diversity they bring to this country, they also want to see their education reflect that. And I think that's a really good way to sort of soak up what Gen Z is all about is to look at their push to have their education uh, become more reflective of who they and their families are. So um, we pretty much covered a lot of topics, but um, I think we set it up through nine episodes in a way that um, isn't too overwhelming, but helps you really get the full picture of who they are. Um, speaking of who they are, can you tell us a little bit about some of the people that you talk to or that feature prominently in it? Yeah, so one thing I always try and remember to say is we did interview a ton of members of Gen Z, but we also have experts on there. So we have a psychologist who works with Gen Z. We have uh, someone from the Pew Research Center, someone from the Brookings Institute. So we have demographers on there. Um, we also have an ethnic studies teacher. We have uh, a Stanford researcher who looks at Gen Z. So we have these really prominent experts which help tell the story, but we definitely more prominently tried to give them to Gen Z to really um, you know, let them say who they are. And so we have high school students, college students. I would go to um, events where Gen Z was hanging out. One time they were marching by during a climate change rally and I just ran downstairs and um, went and interviewed a bunch of them. Uh, let's see, different clubs and organizations. We went to Lincoln High School here in San Diego. But something that I think is always also special about this podcast is we have people from all over the country. So we have some high schoolers from Oklahoma. We have a TikTok star from New Jersey. Uh, we have someone from the Boston area. So we tried to, you know, we do feature a lot of local San Diego um, young people. I think they're the most prominent and most common on the, the series, but it's all over the country. So it's pretty cool. Um, and so because we do have elections coming up in November and they seem to be pretty vocal about their opinions, did you talk to them about politics and what are their political views? Yes. So this may have been one of the most complicated episodes to do because like I said, Gen Z will be the first to tell you that they're not all the same. They don't think in one way. They don't have one belief. So I think we started at the 
sort of overview of Gen Z, which I think everyone can understand that they're an activist generation. If you haven't seen them protesting in your own community, um, you've probably seen them on national news or um, around the world doing these climate change marches. You may have also seen the March for Our Lives, uh, gun violence protests, and then some of the recent um, protests for police reform and racial equity have been led by young people and also very much um, filled with just packs of young people out there. So um, they definitely, um, let's see. So we have that in there. We have that they're an activist generation and they, you know, agree. But to another sense, they um, they think this is one of the most interesting thing I found because we made sure to get um, conservative young people, you know, talk to some nonpartisan folks, um, get obviously liberal members of Gen Z. But something that seems like a common thread among them is that there are certain issues that they all agree in that they don't think should be political that previous generations have politicized. So I think a good example of that is climate change. Um, racial equity. These are issues that they don't think should be a fight over in Congress. They think it's something that they are all behind and should just be um, something that they should see some change in and they're working on making that happen. Um, but there's also a really interesting thing happening on the Republican side of Gen Z, which is there's kind of, um, you know, this split within what we've seen of previous generations of, of Republicans where you, you see that some are still kind of on the Trump track, you know, they're, um, they have his similar views on immigration, but you also have this sort of new generation of Gen Z um, Republicans who want a different era of the party. We talked to um, this organization called Gen Z GOP, which is trying to build a new party post-Trump. Um, they, and, and the interesting thing is both sides of those, both sides of that coin, um, those young people all believe that climate change is real and more needs to be done about it. So I think that is one of our most interesting episodes. I highly recommend it. Um, we tried to really give a picture of all the different perspectives that they bring to the table. But I, last thing I would say is if you know millennial politics, you will understand Gen Z politics pretty, pretty well. There are a lot of commonalities there. Uh, but as I said, with the Republicans, there are some differences. So yes, they're a left-leaning generation politically, but there's more to the story. So check out that episode. Which number episode is that? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. I think it's number seven. Okay. And it's on the list. Later, you'll tell us where to find it. And Yes. Yes. Like, um, so sounds like there's just a lot happening with this generation. Did anything surprise you about Gen Z during the making of this podcast? I think something that surprised me, I would just say I tried absolutely so hard to not go into this with any assumptions about them, but it's hard not to when so much of what they present to the world is through social media. So, you know, I just spent a lot of time and you know, I got TikTok and spent a lot of time on Twitter and listening to, they have their own podcast, um, Gen Z, that I was listening to. And I think what surprised me the most is that um, they, like I said, don't want to be seen as one thing, but they also are, I think with millennials, for example, we kind of got that name after we came of age, you know, after we had been a cohort for that long, they already have their name. And they're, um, you know, in high school and college, and they're using it to sort of unify and band together. So what you may see as sort of like a, you know, kind of 
self-deprecating, dark humor, TikTok generation is true. And they'll be the first to tell you that. But there's also so much kind of organizing that's going on online, so much community that's built online. And they they surprise me in that um, they're just so energized. And I guess it having energy wasn't a surprise. But just the way that they... Um, they are a community among themselves that if you don't spend any time there, you wouldn't see, you know, what they show on social media is just the surface. So I think everything that surprised me was just the sort of interesting things and perspectives that they shared and that they also really wanted to share. I think that, you know, sometimes you think, Oh, young people don't want to deal with older generations, but they're very open and they're very opinionated. And I think this podcast would happened at the right time because they have a lot to say. Um, so you're a millennial, but did you pick up any habits or ideas from Gen Z? And, and I mean, like, apparently you're not supposed to use the crying laughing emoji anymore. <laughs> Is there any nitpicky stuff or even big ideas that you picked up from them? I would say that one thing, this is kind of a journalism thing, but they're not going to answer a phone call. <laughs> and actually, oftentimes you're going to get a quicker response on Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok than you are with a text message. I don't know if um, everyone has figured this out yet, but I, I kind of see text messaging as the new email. You know, a lot of times with emails, you don't want to answer. You leave them and, and then you get to them later. They're doing that with texting now, which I think previously texting was seen as the quickest. Like you want to get to somebody quick. In this case, it'll take seven days and they won't respond. And I sort of picked that up too because I realized that's more common now. I think I used to feel with text messaging, like the pressure was on, oh, you better get back quickly. And now it's like, I'll get to that one when I get it. So I noticed because I had to communicate with Gen Z a lot for this project. So um, I spent a ton of time on social media, but the texting thing is kind of funny. I actually have two Gen Z daughters and I tried calling them and they didn't even know how to answer the phone. They just like held it and we're just, so I get it. And if yeah. I try to, if I send them a message on TikTok or Instagram, it gets answered right away. <laughs> yeah. See, so, and then another thing was um, they are actually super into podcasts, which I don't think everyone really understands. Um they they listen to everything via Spotify and they're on their phones all the time anyway. So they really like podcasts and that was something that surprised me too. Um, this is kind of on the spot, but you said that you were listening to some Gen Z podcasts. Are there any in particular that you like? Yeah, so I think I should shout out Teenager Therapy because um, one of the hosts, uh, Gael uh, Ator, is on the podcast, on our podcast. And his podcast, um, he's on there with several other young people. They're based in Orange County. And if you really want to spend some time and just sit with unfiltered Gen Z, ours is a scripted podcast. You know, we share a lot of statistics and talk to experts. But if you want to sit with an unfiltered group of members of Gen Z, I recommend Teenager Therapy because um, I've listened to that a lot. I think um, they are a very insightful group of kids, but they're also very just laid back and and and. I've, I've talked to some people who listen to that podcast and they say that it just helps them feel less alone. You know, um, maybe you are kind of isolated right now because of the pandemic and not getting to hang out with your friends, but getting to listen to people your age, talk about the things that are meaningful to you is really cool. So shout out to teenager therapy. 
Okay. Um, and finally, let's tell people where you can find Hello Gen Z. Okay, yes. Yeah. So I pulled this up to make sure I said it correctly. We are on most listening apps. Just search Hello Gen Z. I definitely want to point people to the website because we have this really beautiful um, graphic presentation of our project and this kind of cool timeline and it's a bit interactive. And so go to San Diego Union Tribune.com slash Hello Gen Z. But as far as apps go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Overcast, CastBox, Radio Public, Breaker, and especially Spotify. We're on pretty much any listening app that you need. Um, so check us out. And we're also on social media. So if you like to find things that way on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, just find Hello Gen Z. Wonderful. Abby Hamlin, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me and shout out to my co-host Christy who's off today but was an amazing part of this project. So thanks so much, Christy. Hi, Christy. <laughs> San Diego News Fix is a production of the San Diego Union Tribune. Our team includes Daniel Wheaton and myself, Nina Guerin. This podcast's editor is Digital Creative Director Beto Alvarez. If you want to join in on our recordings, like the Union Tribune on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, and you'll see us when we go live in the afternoons. Feel free to ask questions by commenting, and we'll work them into the conversation live. San Diego News Fix is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. As we live through this momentous time in history, the truth and facts matter. If you are not yet a subscriber, please go to San Diego Union Tribune.com slash subscribe. Until next time.